Hello, is there a fire? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the D Trout Spinners podcast with Miles and Gary. Hello. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> I'm Gary. I'm How Gary. are you doing? Gary. How are you doing? I'm Gary. I'm Gary. Doing, um, yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah I've it's, got, coming yeah. it's coming I, home. Football. What? It's coming home. Yeah, yeah. Football's Premiership back. football is back at last. League football. League-based league football. Miles is mental about football. Oh, he just, <laughs> I have not. Mars Mars hates football, but and I I I love it, but not fanatically. But I like it. But once Mars and I actually sat down and watched a game together. It was yeah. England's third place, third fourth place playoff in the World Cup because he was due to come down that day, and like it was it was the worst game ever. But he actually, to be fair to you, you sat down and watched it. So I don't mind the World Cup. It feels it doesn't feel like normal football. With normal football, it doesn't feel like it matters. This like World Cup feels like. The results actually mean something. Yeah. What do you think? What, what? How do you feel about our World Cup squad in general? The strength and depth in it. They're good, aren't they? There's good just, talk, just talk for five or ten minutes about that. I well, love love Alan Alan Shearer and Michael uh, yeah, yeah. Owen. He's yeah. good. Oh, that's what we're dealing with, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. But, um, yeah. So I remember so, those names. Like, do you remember though? Yeah, mate. They're some of the most famous people in this country. But anyway, <laughs> congratulations. I know Hugh Bonneville. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent. But um, uh, yeah, it's the D Trout Spinners. Um, little little retrospective on the Ricky Gervais show, X Firm. You know, you know. If you're tuning in by now, I think you know. I like to say that at the beginning, but yeah, we're getting new listeners. But um, but I mean, before we sort of get into the meat of the show, the last show, well, the last show we did was a Dutch or otherwise. You can catch that on uh, the p- platforms that this show's on. And um, but the show. I mean, you you pretend to know how this. Yeah, I, works. I know it's uh, some platform or something. You know. Check it out but, in the airwaves of just stand outside next to a tower. You yeah, just listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. But the show before that was our interview with Andrew Phillips. Now it's been a while since we interviewed yeah. Andrew Phillips, but it was kind. Of, it was a great experience, wasn't it? Because it was kind of. I mean, we're not interviewers. Um, that will come across, I'm sure. We don't interview perfectly. Um, but to interview Ricky Gervais's old boss was just it was quite amazing and it was nice to get those little insights from him yeah I was a bit on a high actually after that yeah it was good Um, but yeah I I just I was thinking there's a lot of things I'm reflecting on but I won't go through them all but I just I just romantic uh, relationships your career my my, career uh, what gravestone to get um but I, I just one one moment it kind of it made me really like Ricky even more because Andrew said when he was talking about the story of when Ricky came back to XFM, he said Andrew said Ricky came to me and said I, this okay I'll come back but this time I do not press my own buttons I won't press my own buttons I want a producer. And he said it in that way. And that's what Andrew said. Now, there are many people like in media who would make quite an arrogant request like that. But there are very, very few who, when they're on air and that period comes up that they want to talk about, 
they detail it exactly how it happened. Like mm. Ricky, the way Ricky talks about that is exactly what Andrew said. Like, so a lot of people would make that arrogant request, but Ricky relayed exactly what happened. Like he said, I, I, I do not press my own buttons anymore. And when he talks about it, that's exactly what he says. And I just think that's kind of, it reflects very well on Ricky, like, and his honesty, because mm. he is arrogant and it's an arrogant request to make. And lots of people in media would have made a request in that way that was quite arrogant. But very few, if any, would, when they come to tell the story of it, would relay exactly how it happened. Because mm. what, exactly what Andrew said is, is pretty much exactly what Ricky said on there. And there was it's a lot... Because lot... like, see, he's obviously never had like any sort of formal media training. He's always just sort of like led with honesty and... Yeah, absolutely. But it's not just a lot of people get into media without any formal media training. It's not to do with how he how relaxed he is or uh, comes across. It's his honesty when yeah. he describes situations like it would be most presenters who, who would make that um, arrogant request. When it when if they come to tell the story of how Carl joined the station, they'll say something like, well, you know, um, and the second time, you know, we came back and. We've moved on in our careers and XFM, you know, there's there's bigger budget and, you know, they offered us a producer and it was Carl and, you know, the rest is history. You know, he could so easily have said something like that. But no, when he tells the story, he says, I came to them. I said, I do not press my own buttons. And see, you later. see you later. Yeah. So anyway, but it was basically it was very nice to get little feedback, little inside information like that from Andrew that even though that piece of information we do know because Ricky's detailed it, but like to get confirmation that that was actually true. It was just a night. And, and there was many examples of that that I won't go through. But please do check out the episode and let us know what you think. But for now, for now, we're getting on to, yeah, 2003. Mars yeah. is now going to read some things he's written with a little pen. Uh, a little bit of preamble. Go for it, Miles. Don't slur. Don't mess up your words. All um, right, let's have a go. Let's have a go. Let's do it professional. Oh. Right. So today we're going to be talking about <laughs> episode 19, season two, 4th of January, 2003. Ricky and Steve are astounded to learn that Carl has bought his girlfriend an industrial sized box of condoms for Christmas. So it's a new year. Happy New Year. You know? Yeah, we are. Um, can I just say, I think it's episode 20, by the way, not 19. Oh, see, I, think, I, I might I might be wrong on that, but I, I think could so. be wrong. Anyway, go ahead and listen to um if you haven't listened to the the original show already, do uh, check out the link which we'll post in the description of this episode, and then you can come back and have a little debrief with Mars and Gary. Absolutely, and and welcome back. <laughs> the magic of radio, <laughs> like, like as that. if I did, I sort of pre- was pretending like as if they'd just done it, but I was saying it straight after, like, but yeah, oh god, but um. So what what are your uh, initial thoughts, Gary, on on this app? Yeah, I like I like it. It's a, it's a good one. There's good features. There's features that only see the light of day in this episode, which are like rituals, which <laughs> is it just well we've done it. Oh, we, we'll be doing that. Well, we've done it, which well, I love. <laughs> but um, I think it, it, I've said this before, like on other shows, I, I kind of see it as a little bit of a watershed, and I'd be interested in other people's opinions on that because it might just You've be used the word like, watershed about. <laughs> 50 times yeah but i each i but each well i like to be clear (laughs) what i'm saying um i kind of see it because pre-2003 
the sh- it's like a cake that's being baked and all the ingredients are being put in and everything from 2003 onwards this is how i see it in my head it's like it's like the cake has been baked we've what got kind of cake. cake would it be what kind of cake would it be bitter <laughs> no it would be um but it, it's it i kind of see it like as fully formed show now like they start off straight away like Carl's the producer and then Steve goes, huh, you know, I laugh when I hear Carl's name and that word. He didn't do that much in 2002. They did antagonise Carl. I think the antagonism goes up a level. And um, yeah, I like it. it it's, there's a run of really good shows from now as well, I think. And uh, yeah, a lot of good quotes and a lot of memorable moments. What are your thoughts, well, mate? Especially, well, because they've just come back and you're talking about features that don't see the light of day, including Around the World in 80 Gervais. Well, that doesn't even see the light of day yeah. in this episode. It's just, it's just the name. But it's um, it's Carl sort of, he hasn't really got everything planned. Officially, <laughs> he's kind of shoddily put some stuff together and like half thought about it, like yeah, rituals. But, and but be, <laughs> it's good to have an injury. They just essentially they're just facts, aren't they? With a yeah. with a title. But to be fair to Carl, and, and Carl says this, and I totally believe Carl. He's like. Carl has come up with loads of features, to be fair. Some of them are shitty and some he knows won't go on. He just is is saying them because he knows it'll be funny to Ricky. But there's some features like that are kind of like I think rituals. He probably genuinely intended for that to go um, like beyond this episode. But he says at one point, like we I gave you the name Ricky Ridiculous. He didn't come up with anything. And Ricky right at the end comes up with something. Usually the presenters are the ones coming up with the ideas, not the producer. The presenters will come up with the ideas. The producers will kind of manage that and integrate their ideas into the show and do that, edit them in and things like that. But Carl is the one coming up with all the ideas. Ricky can't be bothered. So (laughs) even though Carl's come up with some shitty ideas, I do feel for Carl because he's kind of he's the only one doing it. Steve hasn't come up. Steve doesn't come up with anything. Steve. (laughs) I love I love Ricky. I love Steve. But, you know, they're not very uh, their work ethic is is quite questionable during this period. (laughs) Why they're in the mission. It's got a very good educating Ricky this week. It's not educating Ricky, is it? It's because um, he does it in like like facts that are related. So it's war. Do you think of that then, getting Ricky? Now, I, my favourite is. I mean, I I just love Hitler has just moved his queen. For some reason, I just find that mm. that very funny. And I love him telling the story about chess and um, the world chess champion. And in just in just not understanding anything. That that I like. I like him when he gets all of his dates wrong and, and like the battle and war war bit with the war. Do you think of that feature? Yeah, I like it when he says, uh, you know, which battle? World War Two. That's not a battle. Yeah, it's a battle. <laughs> which which one? Yeah, it was a battle. <laughs> know, yeah, there's one bit, actually, which they talk about and then they never mention again. And I've always wondered this story. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, has never come up again. But Carl mentions um, about towards the end that. He's been, uh, I'll tell you about the time I slept in my car. But that never, he did just forget or he, whatever. He, and I've often wondered what that's like. I don't know. Like, it's quite it's quite bleak, isn't it, to sleep in your car? Like, I'd, just, I'd love to have heard that story, but we never do. Sadly. Can you imagine, like, how many stories that Carl has has omitted um, from, from, like, the, the, the radio shows that we never got to hear and all the white... Because well, he does, he does talk about a few more of them in the in the podcasts, but obviously he's you can't be expected to keep 
you know coming up with like wild and wacky stuff can you like no no you'd run out of stuff eventually wouldn't you you can't even even doing the podcasts you know it's talking about like scroffy sandra and you know the pig-headed woman of manchester square square though that's yeah but he's 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 far more forthcoming than most people like you'd you'd listen to someone you could listen to someone on radio for 10 years and not really know anything about their childhood or before they're on radio they might mention it once or twice to be fair to carl prompted by ricky he talks about his childhood actually a lot so i don't think there's that much more that happened that of course there are things that happened Hmm. would be interesting to know but heck of a lot of what happened to him he does actually talk about so which which makes the show so interesting not not this episode necessarily but with the whole show as a whole a few things for me that i um i thought it was really funny when when, when carl says talking about new year's eve and what what i mean i, I can't wait till we actually talk about that you know uh that that new year's eve that ricky and carl spend together because this one they don't spend together do they no, it's the Christmas they spend together. I yeah, think. yeah, that's it. And um, but <laughs> like when he says, "I took Suzanne out for a walk," <laughs> and I like how he probably yes, would have or... considered that as a present. Like, took I took her out for a walk as if that that's like a thing that you know I've done. Tick that. And this this whole episode is 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 all about you know what Carl got uh, Suzanne for Christmas, which was uh... a that's, that's part of it. It's not all about that, but yeah, that's a, that's a that's a big hook on the so episode. do you think he bought those those condoms as a joke or he was being genuine yeah i think look the thing we know about carl is that he he's like the sort of person he kind of comes across as an idiot like but deliberately a lot of the time he he is an idiot in some ways but he's very very funny he would have known buying that those um those condoms that it would have made Suzanne kind of laugh and that's kind of why he would have bought them. But I do think it's because I do imagine it like it's very, it's a very good point by Steve, I think makes it. It's like, yeah. So I went to Boots and yeah, you walk past all the vanity cases, <laughs> the makeup, all the things and he would have done. But I think Carl's kind of knows that that would have been funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know this is a bit, I don't want to talk about this, but talking about Carl and condoms, I can't not think about Carl not having sex. Well, yeah, that's and it con- really and it really creeps. I was thinking about whether I should or shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I was just like, I can't imagine Carl having sex. No, having uh, achieved, you know. Uh, yeah, into- I know a moment, yeah, I know, a- and I don't want to think about that. But he's buying condoms with that intention, and I was just like, I just can't imagine Carl being that passionate or being, you know, loving or affectionate. That's not in his vocabulary or character. I can't imagine that. And I yeah, don't want to imagine that either. And like you were talking about <laughs> obviously the fireman story where it was like midpoint and and having to go away as it were. Yeah, but that's we'll get to that when it's in and, the episode. But it's just like I, I just I love that. <laughs> just the, the the relationship between Carl and Suzanne and how he does talk about he does just mention in an earlier episode like you know he says I can't remember exactly what he says but he says like uh, they're, they're talking about sex and he's like oh you know uh, it wouldn't bother me now what if you if you were if you were interested and he goes I know you're 30 yeah. he's 30 I'm 30 I mean yeah, I'm 30. See, his, see his point <laughs> see yeah, his yeah. point <laughs> I think but obviously anyway let's not get too deeply into that but Carl must have sex he kind of um 
it is I know what you mean it is strange to think of him having said but that's the thing if you said condoms in anyone you automatically think of them out even though you're not trying to like if I said a rabbit now you're thinking of a rabbit right now in your head and you can't help it thinking of a monkey <laughs> well, so all he could think of was a monkey he said empty his mind you could a monkey um no it reminded me of when I went to I did actually go to Boots to buy some uh, <laughs> to buy some condoms for an ex-girlfriend for a Valentine's yeah. Day and I was also holding like a big deluxe you know a bunch of flowers and that for whatever reason they didn't scan through and so the cashier had to come over and like help me to scan it through and I'm there holding some flowers and buying like a 20 pack of condoms and it was just it really that is a low moment (laughs) it was so low because I was just like and they were like the the bottom of the barrel roses that you know the only ones I could afford and I was trying to do the cliche thing of buying roses because I thought that's what boyfriends do and just the thought that I'm just going to put these flowers down when I see you and we're just going to jump in the bedroom and have some sex yeah enjoy enjoy this buying roses makes it slightly more slightly worse because buying roses with it because you're kind of it's like that's a romantic thing so the first thing she should have seen the roses from you know a way off when she when she was walking Mm. to right and then a box of condoms so it's like (laughs) i'm using this romantic gesture to try and (laughs) (laughs) it's like well. But there's no there's no easy way around it unless you bought them separately and planned it ahead, I suppose. Yeah. But you should never be in. But I don't want this show to talk too much about condoms. But just in general, there are things <laughs> there are things I get embarrassed by, and that probably would be one. But obviously now with self checkouts, you just. What is the thing that you you are most embarrassed buying about buying for? Um, the thing I'm most embarrassed about. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe condoms are, would be up there. Yeah. I've always got I never get embarrassed like buying stuff like that and I probably would even buy you know things my girlfriend like you've just told a story where you got incredibly embarrassed buying yeah but that was ages ago I always get embarrassed when um when I've bought we've talked about this before but when I buy a set of ingredients that can only mean that I'm making one particular dish so if I buy like mince tomato puree chopped tomatoes and onions I'm going to be putting other things in, but let's say my shopping list. (laughs) That's that's not mine. But I know, and then some pasta or whatever. She's going to know that I'm making spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. For whatever reason, I I hate the fact that she knows, or he knows that, or that I'm sexist. (laughs) Sexist. I am. Subservient role. Subservient role. Um, that that she knows I'm having spaghetti bolognese when i go home yeah it's that thing and actually it's kind of, we wrote something about this as well like it's that thing of buying something whatever it is where even if it's not an embarrassing thing you're going to do with it they people know that you're what you're going to do with it like so we wrote a thing about buying an ironing board and how embarrassing like it is because you can't hide it and people just look at you thinking Oh, he's he's gonna do some ironing later. <laughs> like he, he's buying that board to do some he's ironing. Sort of he's sort of irons are cl- he's does, close. Does he doesn't even own an ironing board, and he's clearly yeah. in his forties. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, it's that thing of you reveal information about yourself to strangers. Yeah, but, you know, I don't get particularly embarrassed by stuff. Anyway, let's sort of return more to the show. So I like the bit where they're talking about um, Christopher's the restaurant. 
And even just saying that now, <laughs> just saying restaurant, the one thing the show has done is made me say the word restaurant as restaurant. <laughs> I've been in so many situations, because that's how Carl says it. And I've been in so many situations where I've gone restaurant. I'm like, why are you saying that? And we were talking, we did get a comment in the week earlier talking about like, um, you know, things that you sort of like the imitation of like things that we say in the show and stuff like that. But it's some. Um, oh, the bad comment. Yeah, some, oh, some gonna, no, okay. I'm not I'm, talking about I'm it. Gonna, no, we're not going to talk about it. But I just uh, there's a comment that was deleted, but you know, it really, you know, to to say, I just say we are, we are our genuinely ourselves here. We clearly quote and imitate if a little t- t- tiny little slivers of time, Ricky, and we do those quotes because we're doing a podcast about the show. And we've talked about how people do those quotes in real life to people who don't even know about the show. We're doing it knowingly. We're not. No, no part of me thinks I'm I want to be or I am or I might be the next Ricky Gervais or the next Steve Merchant. I just want to make that. You would never you would never be. I'd never be up there. But that was an example of, you know, a time where the show has really impacted me and affected my speech uh, and my pronunciation as it were and I w- I've, I've always said restaurant but there have been certain times I've gone restaurant restaurant and I quite like it I quite like the way he pronounces that but that I like the way that he cocked up um how he's totting up the value of everything of, of all of his gifts for Suzanne because I've definitely <laughs> he's he's quite selfish sometimes Carl isn't he yeah. and in another episode he's talking about oh I know when they go into the pain says well, I've got I've got the value I've got to buy me an extra Game Boy Advance game yeah and yeah. it's like Carl just can't have it like he can't just give he can't just give you know of the freedom of himself he has to want something in return it has to be equal it has to be fair and to be honest that's that's that same thing you know when you buy a present for your girlfriend or your partner or whoever it is and you buy something that you can use as well like a food processor or well, the, cl- the classic is homer simpson by marge a bowling ball with his name on it yeah that's the classic <laughs> you know and ricky mentions that that uh, occasion the, but the thing about Carl is he kind of he doesn't want to receive gifts because he doesn't want to have to do anything it's like <laughs> oh what what do I have to do for you in return and it is that thing and you could call it you could call it mean but you could if you were looking at it from another point of view you could call it a fair point of view like he, he he's kind of got that it's quite a simplistic thing where you know, I give something, I get something. You know, the light, world isn't like that. It's full of nuance and we give stuff sometimes more than we receive and vice versa. But Carl's kind of quite dead. No, I give. Oh, my girlfriend does exactly the thing where she was like, um, where she, she went all out and got her friend like this, this great gift, right? She, she, and like alcohol, like really delicious, you know, Japanese gin yeah. and, you know, presents and flowers and everything. When it came to her birthday, she got gin mixers so not even gin but like they're like, like you might as well get some robinsons or, yeah, or that's like, what it was it's pretty much the same it was like a it wasn't even a liqueur it wasn't even alcoholic in any way it was just like raspberry flavoring in a mm. bottle four of that's them a, we didn't we've, yeah. I'll be honest we've never used them yeah that is a, that would be annoying like because i'm sure she didn't give that really nice gift so that she got a nice gift back. Not. but it is nice that you would get a, you you do kind of expect that's why i've never got you a present well you did he, mars got me a, pre, a 30th birthday present when i was 35 years old 
That's when he got, he, he got it five you years later. Manage expectations, mate. You got to manage the, expectations. The only reason he got it for me is because I got him a I got him a present. That's not true, and I bought it already. So let's move yeah. on. Carl's comment about nudists and sitting on a white couch. Now they never ever talk about that. And they sort of like laugh and they don't really understand why that would be a big deal. But I've always thought they don't understand why it would be a big deal. Well, if you're a nudist. Yeah. But who do you not? Never talk about it. Oh, but they do. Yeah, they do. Obviously, it was on a show. Hundred greatest moments. I don't know how that was on a show of hundred greatest moments. But it must. (laughs) 2002 was a was a slow year. Slow year. Yeah. but yeah, it's just a funny little, it's a funny little quote and a funny little thing. But it's it's interesting to hear. I think the, one of the reasons I particularly like this show is there's a lot of real life stuff in it, like real life, like what, like sometimes they just talk around subjects and kind of theoretical things. Whereas this is like, Carl got the wrong day for New Year's Day. He bought his girlfriend condoms. They talk about actual things that have happened, and I quite like that. It's kind yeah. of like it's like a real show. How excited are you about pubs opening again, Gary? Uh, well, the, the the risk of sounding like a an absolute alcoholic, mid thirties alcoholic. <laughs> I am excited about pubs opening again. I didn't go to pubs that often. We we met weekly or two or fortnightly, something like that. Um, other than that, I would go to pubs with one or two people at a time, once a week maybe. And um, but you know, so I'm not a I'm not constantly in pubs. But don't you yeah. to justify yourself, mate? Don't you to justify yourself with that bottle of gin you've got in the background? Swiss, it's uh, brandy actually. Brandy. <laughs> I, I particularly. Well, we love pub gardens, don't we? We do. I do love a bloody summer, and you know, it's the perfect, it's the perfect way to spend your summer in a pub garden. Well, not the whole summer, but no. But I do have a particular fondness. It's just because you're outside, it's sunny, hopefully, and you've got your shades on. The weather's good. If we're we're in a drink, if we're in a pub garden, usually it's belting down with rain or snow <laughs> you remember when we sat in the pub garden when it was there was a blizzard like a proper yeah. blizzard and we still sat in the pub garden. but we just like it and it's kind of like like sometimes in the pub it can be can sort of smell a bit and of, of the beer on the ta- on the counter and in you know it's not that nice but when you get into the pub garden even if it's a dodgy pub garden you know we had we've sat we go to that one where we we sat right next to a huge bin where they put out throw out all their food bubbles and it's a smell of it. But it's or the not... one where it's like a big tie. It's a Thai kitchen. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, right, yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. But um, yeah, we sit we're next back... to a bin. It's such a glamorous podcast life, isn't it? Yeah, but it's kind of like that thing of I never appreciated or looked forward necessarily to going to the hairdresser. But now, 10 weeks in, 12 oh, weeks, I'm really looking forward to I seeing I'm, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to pubs opening, but within reason. I'm not so desperate that I can't, that, like, I'm like, like you, but I'm kind of... I I'm, got a, well, I got a bit drunk on a, at the weekend, and I followed my stylist on Instagram. <laughs> and I had, no, I had no motive, and I was thinking, I could just ask him, does he mind coming around? And I'll pay him, like, extra... Just 
it's just, just that funny that the funny that whole sentence that whole sentence I, I I can't I can't engage with that whole sentence. Everything in it is unfamiliar to me. I followed my stylist on Instagram. I, I don't I don't I don't have a stylist. I have a hairdresser, Johan. He's very good. I pay I pay like ten quid or twelve quid something like that. Just just get short size. I don't have, have Instagram. You, you're, you're like we're, we're very similar in some ways, but it's so different. It's so just so funny. That whole sentence was like what. Well, let's talk about something that you're more familiar with, which is our favourite quote. Wow, that's I'm just going to say that's the cleverest segue you've ever done. I'm and really it wasn't good even at that. that. It wasn't that clever, but it was it was the cleverest. Yeah, well, it's just smooth, done. isn't it? It's just smooth. It was smooth. And the only thing that would ruin it is if I kind of sort of mentioned it, referenced it and started talking about it. No, which I don't do that. So I won't do that. But go on. Gary, what do you want to kick us off? What are your favourite quotes? He's checking his phone for his well, notes. Yeah, because there might be my notes. I can't. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with my favourite. And the reason is because I know you'll have this in there and I want <laughs> to get in first. And I'll say to this, don't say it, but I'll say to this, this is one we say to each other quite a lot. And it's just so satisfying <laughs> to, to say. Um better call them up and see if they've got any haddock on the menu (laughs) it's just the way he says it he sort of does that thing where he deliberately sort of stumbles over his words to make it more profound i don't know but that's such a that's such he didn't even i like that because he didn't even plan to say that when he he set that up just call them up see if they've got any haddock just as as he was stumbling over the word got he was thinking of thinking about the name it just it just is so satisfying to say Uh, my one is um well we'll leave it about rituals i think you said it before we've done it that was it it's good yeah. to have that head in india um my my next one is a, another a great example i've said it before i'm not going to repeat myself mars and i we talked about pub gardens opening but we also talked about <laughs> repeating ourselves on the show and how, uh, how we shouldn't do it um is one thing we do um but Ricky is such a good actor. And this is a tiny little example. I'm not saying he deserves an Oscar for this or it's, it's the best acting ever. But to come up with this on the fly, it's just it's really well acted. Mom, we've called this for extra firm. And he, he, he doesn't again. He hasn't thought about what he's going to say. Before, yeah. But he just he goes into like if Steve or Carl had done that little bit, it just wouldn't have sounded so fun. Yeah. It sounded so real. But he's. That is exactly what a teenager would sound like. Exactly. <laughs> He's just talking about how shit the library is. Yeah. Uh, my one is past boots. I just love the way he says past boots. Oh yeah, past boots popped in. I, I we talked about this before. As you get you get a darker one. What's that? About the sofa. You get. Oh right, yeah. One. <laughs> well, I'm not getting a good vibe off you. Yeah. Talking no. about the feet. He just, yeah, it's just, like, it. it's just the way he's been so down on his feet as well. I've got some stuff, but it's not that good. I know, but it's just, it's like that's the atmosphere of this show. Show is like, oh god, do I have to? It's like the show is like all, all of them saying to themselves, do I have to do this bit? Do I have to do? Um, well, that Ricky, Ricky has a brilliant one where he goes, um, John's got a moustache anecdote, and Ricky just goes, yeah, like a resound. Yeah, like it sounds like yeah, like like it's quite disappointing. I know it's so offensive to do that as well as someone said. It's like it's genuinely offensive, but they're all kind of like that on the show. They're all like that with each other, which is funny. Yeah. Um, I got your pumice stone. And your pumice stone. Your pumice stone. What is a pumice stone? 
it's like a, a little um, porous sort of rock. It's got. Ah, uh, for good luck. No, well, I don't know. I think you you can you can rub it against your skin and and uh, like the dead skin comes off and it is good. Uh, oh all right. Um, when I was walking back from the, from that Christmas meal that I bought my girlfriend for 150 for, quid. For 150 quid. <laughs> That is a lot for me, wasn't it? Yeah, I sp- once on Valentine's Day I went to this restaurant. It's really nice, and but it came to over a hundred quid. But I've, that's Ooh. the other time I've been with two, and it's come to over a hundred. I'm not, I'm not boasting, by the way, because that was one. I'm in th- out of thirty six uh, <laughs> Valentine's days. It was just one. Um, I love. No, you come here tomorrow. Come here tomorrow. Oh, it's good acting. Yeah, it was a war. Yeah. Yeah, it was a war. Yeah. My, my, uh, you see, I can't even be be bothered because like, he's really genuine. That's why like, he really is annoyed that he's not he's not joking there. Like, see, I can't even be be bothered. My last one is a uh, seventy two quid from Ricky talking about the yeah, price of it, shoes. Because the reason he's saying that is because he said the two. So <laughs> you, most people would say, oh, I spent seventy quid for shoes, you know. But he's like seventy. He's remembering the specific amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's our favourite quotes, and that's uh, let us know what your favourite quotes are online on the listening posts. At XFM. <laughs> Love. Uh, you think you think you know what you're talking look, about? Oh, oh, and by the way, if you're thinking, we'll get a comment saying um, if you're uh, on the XFM listening posts, and Ricky said that, and so he's copying Ricky's. Don't trying be to bitter, be, mate. Don't be bitter. It's fine. It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Onwards well, and upwards. I, I'm not saying Miles generally, but Miles can be so bitter about comments we get. Not always. Not always. No. But if yeah, you absolutely can. Absolutely can. Don't say. I would do that. You. Uh, when we. Got, I love any comments that we get, which brings me on to our next feature. Wait, which when we is, got three stars, Miles mentioned it about twelve times. Don't worry me. about it. Which brings us on to our next feature, which is XFM and the community. Now. I like this one. I like this feature. Mars reads out. Mars reads out um, feedback from listeners because he gathers it. Although I'll say you're proud of. You should be proud of me. I actually went onto social media this this week, didn't you I? Did. And I? I wrote I something. I'm, I'm venturing every, into it. Every Sunday we post rockbusters. Uh, so do head over to our Twitter thread. That's at trout underscore de. Gary set that up. Not I'm not responsible for that. I can't, um, can't tell a lie. I did. I don't can't know. Tell a lie. There you go. No, Truth Miles, from the horse's ass. Miles's rockbusters this week were pretty good. Two Thank of them. Much. Two of them. I work on them throughout the week. It takes me ages. Because <laughs> mm. right. I know the threshold's so high. Because you don't want it to be too much like Carl. But I'm trying to be me. Yeah. So I'm trying to be quite clever. I don't think you should have resigned from your job, though, mate, but it's your choice. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is general feedback. The first one is from Erin. Erin says, I uh, wanted to send you a couple of thoughts after listening to the last podcast, because obviously it's been a it's been a while. Yeah. Firstly, regarding Suzanne's privacy, did you notice that in the animated episodes of the podcast, they never show Suzanne's face? Yeah, I did, they yeah. show her quite right. a lot, actually, but never her face. So, yeah, I take it she is very private. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, it's a very good point, Erin, that she they they don't show her face in the XFM shows. Um, you know, most spouses of famous people you've, we've seen pictures of or, you know, they might give the odd interview. Suzanne, absolutely nothing. So so we, much speculation over what she looks like, because I remember even when I first listened to the shows, 
all those years ago. That was the only person. I don't know why. It was just that curiosity. You just want to know who's close to Gar, who has like that yeah. immediate access. So I know it's in the same way that you never see his, can't find his parents online. I know what Steve's parents look online because they're in the office. Yeah, one of them is. One of them is. And um, yeah, I don't know why I care. <laughs> do. No, but particularly his girlfriend, because if a man or a woman, you know, you look at them and you think they're attractive or 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 lesser i don't know but with carl it's very hard to judge how attractive he is like i think he's he's pretty good looking like i look at him and think you know he's got that shape so he's got good good you think he looks good of hair then yeah yeah exactly oh 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 but um i yeah i think a lot of people want to know what people's partners look like to see how well or badly they've done which is not a not a thing i endorse but i I, of course um i've been guilty of it too but we always want to know what people's partners look like because you think well how attractive is carl like i wonder i wonder what his partner would look like i've never wondered what his parents look like but yeah we we often think of i i've often thought what does suzanne look like there is one picture that's been online i won't like we won't share a link i don't even have a link but i wouldn't share one anyway but of a picture that's taken like with an early camera phone it looks like not not that good and there's just a woman looking backwards <laughs> and apparently that is Suzanne well so, she's a journalist at BBC isn't she for sports? yeah exactly that's the other thing like she's she's in media so she could easily have got arranged interviews or or just had a picture with Carl at some event or anything just picture out and she she'll be able to get it in into the media but she's she's very very private and I respect that about her. we we never oh sorry yeah we'd, ne- we'd never even approach her to um to do this show but at the same time it will be fascinating if she did you know but obviously we, she won't but you're right it's hard to be private in this world with with camera phones yeah I've just got an idea what about if you know I'm looking at different ways to make money during lockdown right what yeah. about if we did a xfm london XFM prostitution gary and uh, <laughs> xfm london tour where we took listeners of the show around famous landmarks where around london where uh ricky stephen carl went to um what do you yeah, think of that yeah 20, so quid, I- 20 quid a ticket so Miles is going to be taking those some tours of, of around London for the listeners on his own. Um, Gary will not be involved in. I, I hate. I refer to myself in the third person. Let's just. I will not be involved. I. Yeah, that's. Um, well, you're missing out. You're missing out, mate. I, you're missing I, out on forty quid. One, you won't earn any money because no one would do it. And two, you don't even know. Like you're not. You're not a London tour guide. He does live live in London now, and he he thinks of himself as a London boy. But I'm not a London. I never said that. He's he, he he's still getting used to electricity. <laughs> so thanks for your comment, Erin. Um, this one is from Xanthia, who is a regular fan of the show, and looking forward to you guys discussing Carl's ever famous condom gate. I personally think Steve was wrong to pressure Carl to get a gift, and Carl clearly says we said we wasn't going to get each other much, and he took her out for a meal. That's yeah. sort of present pressure. That's an interesting way of looking at it because most people will listen to that and think, uh, of course, Steve should advise Carl to get a, his his girlfriend a present. But for Steve Christmas. would but, never. But Steve no, would never no, do Steve, that himself. But he probably would if he had a girlfriend. I think he. I think he'd splash out on a lady now and again. But, um, <laughs> but as Xanthia Zant, says, you know, he, he probably it is it is a bit mean 
of him to do. Like, I agree. I kind of agree with Zampia thinking about it. Like, it's kind of, you know, you say you're not going to get anything. And most couples say that, but they get little gifts. But Carl wasn't going to do that. But that's Carl's decision. But Steve pressured him into it. Uh, yeah. Thanks anyway for your email, Zampia. And or, or you say email. What? I'm I'm living in the early two thousand. What is it? Torture. Tweet. It was a tweet. Tweet. Zanthia, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And Zanthia, if you do ever want to give you know us a gift, and I know you're a wine scientist, then we'll take a you know D Trout Spinners branded bottle of wine. Mm. White, white in colour. I like red too. Yeah, well, I'd say the worst time Mars and I have ever had together is the short period, a few, a couple of months in a row. Mars always drinks cider, but a couple of months we were both, we were ordering bottles of wine, so we we're both drinking yeah. wine. And uh, we were on our, I think we opened our fifth bottle at the yeah. pub, and we were, we were writing something as well. And oh my God, it was grim. I was so bad at it. So, Xanthia, maybe I'll have the, well, if you're gonna send anything, send. I'll have money. some money. And if you, if you, yeah, send money. If you if you just maybe go to to a local threshers and get um get Mars a couple of ciders and chuck them in. No, I like aspals. That's um, a, is that her job? It's food yes, stuff. we've spoken about yeah, it before. No, I'm sorry, I forgot. But um, yeah. Oh God, I'd love to. Cynthia, do you want to by any chance enter a, a degree like a, a sort of four-year picture and we can swap. <laughs> This one is from Jack Hughes, and he is a new listener. Hi, Jack. I'm I su- think uh, Jack Hughes. Yeah. Sounds, sounds dodgy. I'm suspicious. <laughs> I'm suspicious. <laughs> what is what is uh, the name of the shop that Carl goes to? Hugh Faze. Hugh Faze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the podcast is great. I'm only 19 and got into both the XFM recordings and podcast through my mum's ex-husband. And being young, I don't really have anyone to discuss the shows with. So I find your podcast interesting to see which of my opinions on the show and its cast are shared among others. Keep up the good work. Thank Thanks, you, Jack. Jack. Was that, was that, yeah, thank Jack's you, Jack. 19 and he's listening I, to the show. Like that's, I think that's incredible. Like, yeah, I think if, if Miles and I think about the sort of average demographic of people who listen, we kind of roughly think, 30s I, I agree 19 I'm, I'm delighted we've got a 19 year old I'd love to have 60 year old listeners 19 year old listeners but I think Jack what I would say is it's not necessarily because you're 19 that you don't have other people to talk to about the show it's I think most people whatever their age experience that it's so niche that it's very rare that two people independently who live near each other who, who interact with each other come across the show so um but really interesting that they've kind of got a reach beyond, you know, our demographic. Well, it never really happens to me. Like, I've, I think I, I replied to Jack and I said, you know, it's only ever really happened two or three times where I've met someone who was an XFM fan when I've really had to, like, make a point that I'm an XFM fan by just relentlessly quoting quotes from the fucking shows. <laughs> just yeah, hoping, just hoping that one of them lands and just going, yeah, oh, you like XFM too. Great. Yeah, uh, it's like it's obviously the things that you have to go to make people listen to, yeah. to get 
to be to enjoy the same things that you enjoy is, is the thing yeah the caveat to that is obviously us two met and we both like so that is why we're both very lucky because we we both independently genuine it's not like you meet someone they say oh yeah i like xfm you start quoting stuff and they're like they don't get any quotes they don't recognize anything they've yeah. listened to a couple of shows but you know we we uh we luck we're very lucky to have met each other and we're kind of we want to get that vibe out to other people pick it pick it out yeah thank you jack uh and keep listening and you know four stars upwards yeah uh <laughs> things i asked twitter things you'd like to see filmed we had a recent discussion about um what xfm moments would you like to have there have been a, a video camera present and this is what people had to say so this is from tau who is a regular listener hi tal when steven punches carl just because of the sound he makes and of course mammoth oh and carl pronouncing uh, pronouncing rockbusters band names when he tries to fuse metallica with metal liquor metal liquor you'd like to have seen a, um a uh, a camera in those moments yeah yeah those they would have been good moments i think i i'm trying to think of my own now but yeah, we've got Mr. Dilkington. Mr. Dilkington says, uh, the monkey news when Carl left the room, then came back running in shouting, right, I've been listening to that out back there. What do you mean the monkey say? What do you mean the monkey that's say? Great. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Towels were good as well, but that, that's great because often it, the, the things I would have liked to have seen recorded are when something happens in the studio that's not normal, like Ricky leaving the studio or, and just coming back in or, whatever like something like that is is definitely something i'd like to see uh, thank you mr d this is from matt gibson matt gibson is a new listener hi matt take my shoes off for money you've got nice ankles and that and of course rodney Yabush. yeah again uh, he uh, also yeah. he also went on to say when ricky has gone quiet but he's making carl laugh during monkeys monkey news carl seems to have tremendous difficulty getting past little gang of monkeys yeah, I'd love Which to have seen that, exactly that would, what Ricky was doing there. Yeah, yeah, we've always said that that would be the thing. Like, if he was getting his genitals out, <laughs> do you think he'd be doing that? No, I don't. I think basically Ricky's just one of those people, and he's obviously naturally very funny. But he, what he was probably doing during that was absolutely nothing but just looking at Carl. Yeah. And just that thing where you, it's just so funny suddenly just looking at their face. So I think just, he was looking at Carl whilst like nearly laughing himself. And I think that's probably what he's doing. But I'd like to have seen Steve take off Carl's, or sorry, Carl take off Steve's sock as well. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it creepy. It's when he quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I imagine it would have been a lot like, um, you know, in the office, the, the Microsoft um, training on YouTube, yeah. the bloopers there. Yeah. I yeah. reckon it was I reckon it was a lot like that when Yeah, well they've got the bloke who goes it's Angelos Epithemu who's yeah. playing them and also the guy that was in the office Christmas specials who's in the groceries. And and Ricky just goes, I'm sorry, he has got a funny face though. That I mean any bloopers featuring Ricky Gervais is so funny. Yeah. But sometimes he's not he's not necessarily doing anything wacky like with his arms or he's just He's just looking at someone and it's yeah. just and then he bursts out laughing. But my favourite um, bloopers are the ones from the Christmas specials of The Office, like where he's Tim, Tim Cantor. Uh, and, and he's, uh, uh, no, it's, actually, it's not that one. It's where he's going like Bishop 
Bishop Bishop Muzarewa. And I laugh so much at that because I remember Bishop Muzarewa. It's such a random person to think of. Um, <laughs> we're getting a bit off the subject. But yeah, any any more? Any more I've got friends? one more. This is from uh, Pate's Mouth. And he says, surely it's no one likes to pick on an invalid gate. Yeah. Because that yeah. that would that was there was some frosty silence after they said um invalid in relation yeah. to Steve. I don't even like saying it now, but um yeah that's that's a good one that's a good yeah I mean basically I I, th- I said this last week but part of me would have loved that for the webcam to be working the whole time because I would have loved to have seen it but also part of me is glad it's not because. As Carl said, it does change radio. They would have all acted differently if they're on a webcam. Ricky might have done something that was a bit wacky, whereas actually when there's no webcam or the webcam's shitty and they know they're not being filmed, basically, it's funnier that he just looks at Carl. That's kind of funnier, and it it does change radio. So I'm kind of glad that there aren't clips of these moments. In a way, it's like we're all... It exists in your imagination. Yeah, our own version of exactly what happened, and that probably probably is funnier than the reality Mm. which would have been funny but it's funnier what we build up in our heads thank you to everyone who tweeted us who emailed us uh and thank you any new listeners uh do do stay tuned we've got lots of fun stuff in the pipeline what sort of stuff's in the pipeline Um, (laughs) um Um, um, i've given miles a lot a heck of a lot of work to do today in editing i'm not gonna i'm gonna lie to you (laughs) if you want to get in touch with us please do we love hearing from you so that's tweet us at trout underscore de or trout dot de at gmail.com i'm on instagram gary's not i'm at duchess underscore pernell and yeah just otherwise send us a smoke signal or a magpie or whatever it is and we'll we'll, we'll hear back from you yeah absolutely um we we're gonna like, wrap up now wait, hang on let me just say go on again uh we we'll, don't put that bit in where i said let me um yeah we always love getting feedback um so thank you very much for it means a lot to us and um yeah it's great that you interact with the show and um, next week we'll be doing um episode 21 so tune in for that and I think, Mark, right, we've got a little, well, it's a little special ending to this show. So Mars is going to explain what that is. Yeah. So I, I think everyone, if you remember that episode where uh, Steve's got a new feature where they play three uh, CDs from different uh, sort of independent artists. And I actually spoke to uh, the band members from uh, Picture Center, if anyone remembers them. Literally had to scout them down on because their songs on Spotify. So we're actually going to wrap up uh, instead of the the D Trout Spinners Library, which you know Gary's like. I'm absolutely <laughs> devastated when you talk about Spinners Library. But that is there in the description if you want to listen to every every week. Usually Gary and I select a song and put it into our Spotify playlist, which we'll we'll make available. Uh, these, but no, this these CDs were in my bag last week. <laughs> so. <laughs> so to play us out, it's uh, it's Picture Center. So. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening with Miles and Gary, D-Chart Spinners. See you next week.